What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to the Backyard League. My name is George Polo. I'm giving you your 32 for 32 this week, NFL Week 2. Basically, what this is, like we said last week, is a quick rundown of all 32 NFL teams this past weekend and how they did, all the major stat lines, storylines. Just so if you want to skip the reading on Bleacher Report or ESPN or you're on your way to work and you need to get caught up on what happened this weekend NFL-wise, we got you. It's about 15 to 20 minutes. Last week is about 15 minutes. I expect it to be about the same this week and a quick little Monday night preview since we're going to try and post this before Monday night football today. So jumping right into it, uh, we have the Cardinals who are now 0-2. Sam Bradford threw for only 90 yards and zero touchdowns. Again, they're competing with the Browns for the worst team in the NFL. Only had five first downs this week and they let up about 354 yards passing against the Rams. And I mean, one bright spot for the Cardinals was that they arguably the best running back in Todd Gurley they only had held till 90 they only held to 90 yards and Patrick Peterson also had a really good interception so there's that uh going into the Falcons the Falcons won they're one and one now Matt Ryan had 272 two, through for 272 yards and two touchdowns one interception Tevin Coleman broke 100 yards also on the ground and averaged about five yards a run without Devontae Freeman so that's good uh, the biggest thing uh, for the Falcons on Sunday was that they were 4-4 four four in the red zone, which has been their concern you know, last year and then clearly in the Eagles game. So 4-4, four four, they clearly made some adjustments, but the defense gave up over 300 yards passing and 6.7 yards per carry, which is not good. So that's uh, your concern, Falcon fans. Uh, going into the Ravens, the Ravens are 1-1 one one now. They lost to the Bengals, uh, Flacco toss for 376 yards. Most of that coming from just trying to catch up towards the end of the game. Bengals were playing safe and letting up all the short stuff. So that wasn't all that good after they looked really good against the Bills. And then they were only they only averaged about three yards per carry on Thursday. So not too great for the Ravens. Going into the Bills, uh, the Bills took another loss this week. Uh, I think they're going to have a lot more. Uh, Josh Allen threw for two picks, 18-33 as expected. Uh, major storyline for the Bills on Sunday, Vontae Davis, their corner, actually quit at halftime. He went full-on trash bag and at halftime put on street clothes and literally left the stadium and said he retired. I've never seen anything like that before. Um, and the Bills defense has given up 78 points now in two weeks. So there's the Bills for you. Uh, Panthers, 1-1. One and one. They lost to the Falcons this week. Gave up over five yards of carry, like I mentioned a few minutes ago. Um, gave up two rushing TDs, and two of them came from Matt Ryan, actually. Which is pretty crazy, because it's Matt Ryan. I mean, there were two short runs, but, you know, still Matt Ryan scoring two rushing touchdowns is pretty funny. And then... The Panthers were also 5 of 11 on third down, and they actually, even though Cam threw for 335 yards, they broke a 21-game streak in which they didn't allow more than 100 yards rushing, and that was broken with Tevin Coleman rushing for 100 yards against them this past Sunday. So Panthers looking to bounce back next week. Bengals, my Bengals going into this week are going in 2-0 after a win over the Ravens in Thursday Night Football. Andy Dalton threw four first-half touchdowns, and then the defense created three turnovers, which showed a lot of dominance, but five for 13 on third downs, which almost allowed a Ravens comeback. But like good teams do, they put it away late, 
And then Joe Mixon, for all you fantasy guys, and also of major concern to me, will be out two to four weeks after he gets a knee procedure done. Um, I think he had it on Monday or, or today. Or no, he had it this weekend. Sorry about that. Then the Browns. The Browns go. They're 0 1 and 1. Just another game that was lost in true Browns fashion. Uh, they actually should have won this game. Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, coached a great game until the fourth quarter. He dialed up three sacks and two turnovers and held the Saints to no scores until the fourth quarter. Uh, Tyrod Taylor did not play bad. And, but he did throw an interception that led to a Saints touchdown, and Zane Gonzalez missed two field goals and two extra points. But apparently he was kicking with a groin injury, so he probably should have said something about that. So the Browns are the Browns, and they had a loss this week against the Saints, basically. Uh, going into the Cowboys, the Cowboys are now 1-1 one one with a W against the Giants. They're actually, it's pretty much confirmed after just two weeks that they're going to be known for their defense and not their offense like two years ago. Uh, they held... The Panthers to only 16 points last week and the Giants to 13 this week and actually sacked Eli Manning um, six times this weekend and held the backfield and Saquon Barkley was just 35 yards on the ground. Um, the ground game was good. I mean, between Zeke and Dak, they both combined for 123 yards rushing. And then Dak Prescott basically struggled after the 64-yard touchdown to Tavon Austin going 15-24 to with just 96 yards so passing game for the Cowboys needs to go up if they want to be any type of contender basically and then the Broncos had a win against the Raiders so despite the early struggles in the game like the week before for Case Keenum uh, he showed up when they needed him most last week he went seven of seven in that game winning drive this week he kind of did the same he had a major drop with Demarius Thomas but then completed a few more passes to set up McManus for a field goal, 36-yard game winner. Uh, the Broncos' defense led up 373 yards passing, though. No turnovers, which is weird for a defense with that much talent. And then their special teams deserves a big applause because if it wasn't for their blocked extra point, uh, that McManus field goal wouldn't have been a game winner. So special teams for the Broncos did really well. Uh, Lions. Took another loss to the 49ers. They gave up 6.8 yards per carry, plus had uh, two touchdowns that were 35 yards. That one for 35 yards and 66 yards, both on the ground and through the air. A bright spot was that Matthew Stafford rebounded big time with 347 yards and three touchdowns. So going into the Packers, the the Packers actually had a tie with the Vikings, and it's pretty crazy that we have two ties back-to-back weekends in the first two weeks. I don't know. I can't remember if I've ever seen that in my life. But that's what happened with the Packers and Vikings. Uh, The biggest thing was that Aaron Rodgers was able to play the whole entire game and stayed healthy. Uh, They really would have won if Mason Crosby would have hit that field goal against uh, the Vikings, who are a major Super Bowl contender. So I think Packer fans should be feeling a lot better since that first half against the Bears last week in Sunday Night Football. So going into the Texans, they lost again to the Titans. And for a team that has all their guys back, you know, healthy, merciless, Watt, Deshaun Watson, they struggled in a mighty way. Uh, Deshaun Watson kind of bounced back. He had a bad fumble, but he went three for 310 yards. He went for 310 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick, but also rushed for four, uh, 44 yards. Main problem with the Texans was 11 penalties, and that's probably what helped fuel a Blaine Gabbert-led offense to put up 30 points on him. 
That being said, going into the Colts, the Colts uh, had a win against the Redskins at Washington. Andrew Luck threw for 172 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions, so nothing major. Uh, The backfield went for 104 yards on the ground. And then the defense let up no points with three sacks and a turnover, showing that the Colts probably aren't some type of major contender that's going to explode off the screen that you're going to see scoring a ton of points, but they definitely are balanced and capable of winning in a balanced way. So going into the Jaguars, the Jaguars had a major win against the Patriots, um, one that really didn't surprise me that much, but they looked solid. Uh, defense, of course, looked solid. And then Blake Bortles had one of the best games of his NFL career, going 29 for 45, 377 yards and four touchdowns and one pick. He also had some pretty key runs that brought some key first downs in terms of moving the drive and helping close out the game. He had 35 yards rushing. They also had 104 yards on the ground without four net, which is actually a good sign for them, seeing as how they could beat a major opponent without having to lean so heavily on Leonard Fournette. And then D.D. Westbrook and Keenan Cole actually combined for 199 yards of the 377 receiving yards they had and two touchdowns with other a ton of other receivers that contributed. So Jags look good as expected. Uh, going into the Chiefs, the Chiefs had a major win. And Pittsburgh, a ton of bright spots on offense. Mahomes went and impressed in a major way, uh, kind of also as expected. He went for 326 and six touchdowns, six touchdowns. So he has 10 touchdowns total through the air in two weeks. Uh, Travis, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins eclipsed 100 yards receiving with five different Chiefs receivers catching a touchdown. It's just huge in terms of how Patrick Mahomes can distribute the ball. And then, so they're awesome on the offensive front, but the defense gave up over 400 yards of passing and had only one sack on 60 dropbacks that the Steelers had. So if the Chiefs really want to be any type of contender, they won't be doing that if their defense plays like that, basically. So going into the Chargers, Chargers had a win against the Bills. Again, as expected, Rivers won 23-27, 256 yards and three touchdowns, no turnovers at all. And the defense had two picks, five sacks, but again, it was against the Bills. And they're going to have their ha- their hands um, full with the Rams next week. So they'll really prove something next week if they can take them down with the Rams. Uh, I'm actually going into the Rams now. The Rams had a, a very easy win against the Cardinals. Goff threw for 354, one touchdown, one pick. And then Todd Gurley, like I mentioned before, struggled despite having three touchdowns, only averaged 2.2 yards per rush and only had 90 yards rushing. Uh, Kicker Greg Zerlin got injured with a groin injury also, just like uh, Gonzalez with the Browns. He got injured in warm-ups, and now the Rams are looking for a new kicker. So if you're a Rams fan, be expecting a new guy to be taking hold of that job. Uh, Going into the Dolphins, the Dolphins are now 2-0 with a W over the Jets at New York. Tannehill did basically what was asked of him, went for 168 yards and two touchdowns, and also finished with 44 rushing yards, which was actually more than the entire Jets backfield on Sunday and the deforced three turnovers so I mean still I don't know how to how much to judge the Dolphins off of that but they got the job done uh Vikings had a tie with the Packers they're now 1-0-1 Kirk Cousins again proving to be worth all that guaranteed money he went for 425 yards four touchdowns and just one interception in a game that they had to come back in really the special teams um, was kind of a problem, though. 
Uh, it was a huge factor in the sense that the Packers scored on a block punt and Daniel Carlson, Carlson missed three field goals, two in overtime, which is pretty brutal uh, and contributed to not getting that win in a big game at Lambeau Field, which would have said worlds about where they are. And then the Patriots. Uh, so basically the Patriots took the loss to the Jaguars, like I mentioned a little earlier. Brady had a regular Brady game by throwing for 234 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. The thing is that they allowed the Jaguars to convert on 71% of their thirds down, their third downs, and they only had about 3.4 yards per rush. So basically nothing really effective on offense or defense for the Patriots. But they'll bounce, bounce back. They got Tom Brady, Belichick. As expected, they'll be fine. Uh, so for the Saints, they got the win for the Browns. Actually, a ton of storylines in this one. Uh, in a game that they really should have lost, the offense looked completely out of rhythm, you know, quarters one through three, and they had major problems finishing with only 62 yards rushing. Uh, they were, I was watching that game. Uh, they were moving up and down the field. They just couldn't punch it in. Will Lutz missed a field goal. I really couldn't tell if the defense was making plays to hold the Browns from not finishing because they had their problems finishing too, or if the Browns are just the Browns and they just kept shooting themselves in the foot like they usually do because the defense had several coverage breakdowns and a ton of holes that led to big runs by Carlos Hyde and all that. Uh, receivers Michael Thomas and Ted Ginn had good games, but both combined for three lost fumbles, which is not good. And then Drew Brees had some struggling moments too behind an O-line that led up three sacks. And actually, if you guys didn't know this, Brees historically has struggled against the Browns. His lowest QBR against any team in the NFL has actually come always against the Browns. And that's always just over 73. He was just over 75 on Sunday. So, Oh, and Michael Thomas does hand yoga, if you guys didn't know that. He actually does. That is not a lie. So going into the Giants, the Giants actually lost against the Cowboys. Eli paid the price against an O-line that we thought was revamped with Nate Solder signing that huge contract. He was sacked six times on Sunday night. And then Saquon was held to only 28 yards on the ground. Despite that, though, pretty crazy stat to me was Saquon Barkley actually was the leading receiver with 14 catches and 80 yards, basically proving how versatile he could be. So Giants fans, that's a good thing. And then the Jets lost to the Dolphins, going to 1-1 and now. Darnold had two interceptions and lost a fumble. Uh, they fell into a 20-point hole pretty quick. He got sacked three times, and they also let up 135 yards on the ground after letting up just 39 the week before. So Jets kind of being the Jets that we expected, one of the lesser teams of the league. See if they could bounce back next week. Next week. Uh, as for the Raiders, uh, John Gruden gets his second loss. They're now 0-2 to the Broncos, and Carr actually found Cooper 10 times, Amari Cooper 10 times for 116 yards after missing him a few times last week. He also had three incompletions on 32 attempts, which is phenomenal. Uh, the defense, who played fairly well on Sunday, really could not stop Keenum to in that last drive to set up that game-winning field goal, so we'll see if they can bounce back next week. Really don't know how to judge the Raiders. It kind of looks like they just don't have enough talent to win any of the big ones that they're going to need to be an actual contender. As for the Eagles, the Eagles are now 1-1 one one after they let up 400 yards again to Ryan Fitzpatrick and four passing touchdowns through the air. Uh, Wentz has apparently been cleared today, actually, to come back next week. 
But Foles, even without Wentz, Foles threw for 334 yards and a touchdown. The Eagles are also playing without Sean Jeffrey and lost Mike Wallace and Jason Peters to injury in the game, so no real reason to panic for the Eagles. They kind of have some things holding them back. Uh, so I expect them, and I think everyone expects them to bounce back next week. Uh, as for the Steelers, uh, Ben Roethlisberger rebounded and went for 452 yards passing with three touchdowns. And the thing with the Steelers is that they just haven't looked like a complete team in the sense that they let up 449 yards passing. Or for, sorry about that. 449 yards total offense. And they just haven't played like a complete team. So, I mean, even with Le'Veon Bell there, it looks like it wouldn't have made that much of a difference. But if Ben, if ben Roethlisberger goes ahead and throws for 452 yards, three touchdowns, the only way to lose that game is if you give up over 400 yards of total offense and six touchdown passes like Patrick Mahomes did to them. And that's exactly what they did. So the Steelers looking to bounce back next week. Hope they don't, but they're still the Steelers. Uh, going into the 49ers, the 49ers got a win against the Lions. Now they improved to 1-1. One one. Jimmy G took six sacks. But uh, after watching that game, it looked more like it wasn't the O-line's fault. It looked like he was holding the ball way too long. And and I don't think it was that great of a Lions defensive line at all either. So he was holding the ball a little bit long, but he still managed to go for 206 yards and two touchdowns, which is never bad. Matt Breda had himself a day for with going 138 yards on the ground, including a 35-yard touchdown run, which is really nice. But the defense did let Matthew Stafford bounce back and have 347 yards through the air and two fourth-quarter touchdowns, which is cause for concern, really. So that with that being said, I'm going into the Bucks. Um, if you guys haven't noticed, I'm going in alphabetical order by city. So we're going, I don't know why I said that, but whatever. Uh, the Bucks got the win against the Super Bowl defending champions. The whole Fitzmagic thing apparently is continuing. He had over 400 yards passing again, four touchdowns. Also, Deshaun Jackson again looking like the old D-Jax going for 129 yards catching and on four catches and a touchdown. Bucks defense, though, needs to tighten up, and they also need to figure out the run game that only totaled 43 yards on Sunday. Uh, so the Titans got the W over the Texans. They are now one and one, and they actually did this in impressive fashion because they had no quarterback in Mari- Mariota. They had Blaine Gabbard, uh, no Delaney Walker, and no Taylor Lewin, and no right tackle Jack Conklin. And that's, I mean, those are four major starters for that team. Uh, they still won with Gabbard at the helm. He threw for 117 yards and a touchdown, but the D gave up 437 yards of total offense even though they showed up when they needed it most. So still kind of impressive. Don't know how to really judge the Titans, though. With all those injuries, hopefully they get those guys back soon. Then going into the Redskins, and I'll finish off with the Redskins before I go into the Monday Night Preview. The Redskins are now 1-1 one one with a loss to the Colts. Uh, the, Redskins, the Redskins only combined for 60 yards rushing, and Alex Smith was, again, very sound, going 33 for 36 for 292 yards and zero touchdowns. Uh, the main cause for concern in the Redskins game is that they have literally no deep threat at all, and that costs them as a Colts were able to just stack the box, stop the run, without having to worry about anyone going deep over them, and they had no answer for that. So Redskins are going to have to bounce back, find that deep threat, and you know if the sound play and the short passes for Alex Smith just aren't going to prove enough, prove to be enough with the Packers visiting Washington 
next week. So that does it for 30 teams. That's for the last two who are playing tonight. That's Bears-Seahawks. Basically, Khalil Mack forced two turnovers last week and combined with the sack of Roquan Smith. Uh, they're going to have a ton of opportunities to do stuff like that against a very bad Seattle O-line. And then Mitch Trubisky last week went for 171 and ran for a touchdown also. So he was able to prove to get the job done. Uh, very versatile, very athletic. Uh, he's going to be able to have a lot of opportunities against a defense in Seattle that has a lot of questions. But don't count out Russell Wilson, who was able to throw for 298 yards last week, even while being sacked six times. Uh, they're not going to have Doug Baldwin back, really, I don't think. So never count Russell Wilson out in terms of being able to move the ball down the field and score points, but still... I don't think he's going to be able to do much. I'm going to go ahead and say that the Bears are going to win this one at home. Soldier Field Monday night. Uh, All the environment's going to be playing within their way. Seattle's got just too many questions. So um, that really does it for the 32 for 32. Be looking out for a college football uh, recap and some picks for that too. Also an NFL recap uh, week one. I mean, NFL week two recap. And then we'll do some week three picks. So Again, this should be really useful to anyone who tuned in. Uh, Listen on the way to work. You could talk some shit to the people at the office and basically know all the major facts. Uh, If you're a big fantasy football guy, see who's really producing, who's not. And, you know, save some reading time if you don't like reading. I know I'm not the biggest reader. So something like this is very useful to me. So, again, signing off. My name is George Pola. That's your 32 for 32. Enjoy Monday Night Football tonight, guys. Peace.